Hello and welcome back to the Dakota Student Podcast. I'm your host, Mason. As always, I'm joined with Ben and Claire. And this week we have Brooke, our news editor, as a special guest. How are you all doing? Doing good. Ready for finals, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I know my coursework is getting pretty bloated right now. It seems that they're making finals week, I don't know, a little earlier. I've been working on final project stuff since last week, so... Yeah, mine's been more spread out than usual, but I mean, I'll take it, I guess. Yeah, so I kind of have to work into it with COVID. Well, let's get started with some COVID updates. Uh, I'm not really too sure about this confirmation, so I don't know if you put this in here, Ben, but the mRNA vaccine does not affect your DNA in any way. CDC and scientists confirm. What's the, the backstory behind that? Were there some conspiracies that it was affecting your dna um there were some conspiracies that it was doing lots of different uh, changes in the body um because mrna is uh usually thought of with uh dna and rna and i think there were some people hesitant about it and with this announcement i think that it's basically saying that all it's doing is it's just giving your body instructions how to make this uh, protein to fight against this uh, virus and it's not going into your dna and changing uh, an actual um your it's not actually changing your dna makeup in any way well i don't know if people are going to believe that especially since they're conspiracy theorists in the first place you know but uh we'll see uh, J&J vaccine continues with a note about the blood clotting condition. Are you guys surprised by that? I don't know. It wasn't too common, I believe, the blood clotting, but. No, it's almost exactly one in a million. I thought it was like six out of seven million cases. Like Not quite, but pretty darn close to being one in a million. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah pretty unlikely and i think the nice and putting this warning on doesn't surprise me considering it was only taken offline of being able to be given out for two full weeks and when you think about how much work's gone into these vaccines doing a simple pull off because of six anomalous cases is just showing to you that the cdc and the fda are watching these very closely and making sure that they're following the standards that they announced that they would be following at the very beginning. I haven't been really keeping up with the side effects of these vaccines, but is was it AstraZeneca that was having the issues as well? Are they still experiencing that? I don't know if you know. I believe I know AstraZeneca was having some issues. Uh, I believe it was it wasn't it wasn't a similar blood clot issue, but they still were causing some blood clots. Uh, and it, I, I, it. Yeah, I don't got, remember what the AstraZeneca side effects were that people were so worked up about, but I know it was in the news for something. So maybe I know. It, I know. I was watching a thing where it was very hesitant. They were very hesitant about it in Germany, and I just can't remember what it, what it was about. I think it was clotting issues. It was something. It was. Well, I don't know. It's uh. It's kind of weird having like a, I know it's not, I know you said it wasn't like the same clotting issues, but two vaccines having clotting issues, kind of interesting, definitely worth keeping an eye on. More news for AstraZeneca, the U.S. 
uh, is sharing 60 million doses. Now, who is that with? Is that with the EU or other areas? Um, I just said, so there's an article CNN from the press secretary, Jen, is asking here, uh, I believe that's how we say your name. Uh, today, we announced that the administration is looking into options to share American-made AstraZeneca vaccine doses during the next few months. And I'm kind of surprised that we have American-made AstraZeneca, yet it's not even been put up to the FDA testing yet. Well, how many have been put up to FDA testing? Three. The Moderna, Pfizer, and J&J? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know they all went through FDA. Um, well, that's how, that's how all these are getting the emergency use authorization. Okay. Yeah, that is interesting then. I don't know where they'll be uh, shipping those off to. Because I saw... I think there's been some more updates on the, the Russian vaccine, the Sputnik. So, I don't know. EU is also sh- uh, suing AstraZeneca for failing to deliver on their vaccines. So, that's another interesting little play there, considering we have 60 million doses just sitting here. Yeah, but these are American-made uh, versions. They're not made by AstraZeneca or one of their partners that they've done for that area okay what do you guys think about the sioux what do you guys think is going to come out of it honestly i see no point in it like what is it some form of accountability like this is emergency protocol i can't say that anyone's like ah yes we are purposely going to delay helping thousands hundreds of thousands to millions of people by not getting you these doses. Yes, you're right. We'd love to delay our research some more. Like that's not the case. Um, and just trying to produce it. I don't, under, I mean, just an accountability thing to be like, yeah, you said you'd do this show up, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's my initial take. I'll just say that. Yeah. I'm just looking more into it. There are like specific reasons failing to respect the terms of its contract. We also don't know what the terms of that contract even were, so that's fair. Um, so the initial contracts saw uh, an initial of 300 million doses for distribution among member countries with an option for a further 100 million. Uh, only 30 million were sent in the first quarter when it was expected to have 80 million. Huh. So they're suing. They're suing over uh, a couple hundred million shortfall vaccine doses. In quarter two, they only provided 70 million doses rather than the 100 million, 180 million that they promised. So, I mean, I get it. That's not just a little shortfall. That is a massive shortfall compared to their promise. So... I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely. A I mean, little... those those vaccines didn't exist. I know that's a where... year ago. Like what? <laughs> it's not like oh, I promise I'll make you a hundred million, you know, like flu shots. They're like, ah, oh, yes, we know what we're doing. Like what? No. <laughs> yes, but um, 
So like the Pfizer vaccine, they had, they basically had it finished in like, I, I heard that it was like finished in like January of last, of 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that the mRNA technology stuff has, you know, been used and no, it has not been used. Not been it's been used. in research. I mean, it's been in research point. for that's 30 years. <laughs> that's my point. I said it wrong. It's been sure? in use in testing, not necessarily in actual real life application. Okay, that's mm-hmm. my point. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh I don't know. it's a tough spot for all these companies, honestly. You know, it's just they're making this product, they're developing it fast, and they're trying to provided for the world but i don't know i'm not a big fan of the eu i have really no relation to the eu so my opinion is relevant but yeah i don't know <laughs> what about covid updates for grand forks i haven't seen any stuff in the news recently have you guys um no well as of yesterday north dakota's active covid19 cases has dropped below 1000 for the first time since march that's pretty um, big yeah, that is very big. Um, looks like hospitalized and the hospitalizations and deaths also were were flat as of yesterday. Uh, well, I know so many places right now are just deciding to go like completely lockdown free and kind of just letting like COVID run through who it's going to run through. And they're just like, yeah, we're just kind of over the lockdown. So we're just going to stop and see what happens. I know Sweden's been doing that kind of since the beginning, but um, didn't New Zealand just have like a a concert or something with like fifty? Yes, New Zealand. Yes, they did. They've had fifty thousand people at a a rock concert in New Zealand. But I also think New Zealand's in its own special thing because New Zealand and, and now including Australia, who have partnered together, aren't letting anyone in. Yeah, so, New Zealand's been under strict lockdown since the very beginning, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. And same with Australia. So doing this thing where this really isn't that big of a surprise, considering when they have one case in the country, they just country down for a few days. Brooke, but, what other uh, countries are you seeing that are doing more open, less lockdown type moves? I thought maybe I read somewhere that Italy was doing I could be very wrong, but I thought that Italy was moving towards that, which shocked me because they had such strict, they were the first ones to really go into like a full, full lockdown. Um, But I thought I read that this week, but I could be wrong. Yeah, Italy, I remember Italy being one of the hardest hit like throughout this whole COVID pandemic. So yeah, yeah, they they were even leaving their houses. Yeah, they were, they were pretty bad. Yeah. it looks like it's going to be a slow thing, though, not like a, like a light switch kind of deal. Yeah. But the place that's really going bad that I was surprised it didn't collapse, come earlier was India. Yeah. They're, they're, they were talking like they were, well, they are running out of oxygen now. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of would have thought back when, a year ago, I should say, when it was Mason, Molly, Madison, and I, and we were sitting talking about this. It was like, we kind of never thought that it would get this big. And I remember we, we, we kind of jokingly said that it's not, the, it, it is a deal, big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. And I thought we were going to see like your Indias and your Brazils go down first. And it looks like they're kind of the, 
second wave of it rather than the uh, first wave. Yeah, yeah, India had like 300,000 cases in 24 hours or something. Yeah, it was some crazy number. It was. Uh, I think that was rather consistent too, though. Like they had 300,000 every day for a couple days, didn't they? I don't know. Yeah, be wrong. Um, yeah. Their, their current seven-day average is 300 is uh, 321,000 cases. Yeah, I think they set um, COVID records for five days in a row now. Yeah, their positivity rate uh, at the last dip, it was 8% of the test taken and test, test positive to now it's almost 19% of the test taken turn positive. In all honesty, I expected India to be hit harder way sooner, but um, it's still a cause for a lot of concern. I, I think... I think India is in a real tough spot. They don't have the infrastructure that, you know, China did. China built two hospitals in like a week. I don't think India can do that. To well, it's the same thing with with Brazil. You look at so the top uh, the top five countries go: the United States, India, Brazil, France, and Russia. The U.S. had thirty two point one million. India was seventeen point three million. Brazil with 14.3 million, France with five and a half million, and Russia with 4.7 million. Uh, compared to the deaths now, the US has 572,000, India 195,000, Brazil 391,000, France 103,000, and Russia 106,000. But Brazil's actually gone down on their deaths because I remember they were there. They were having like three, four thousand people a day dying. And now they're apparently just down to uh, thirteen hundred, give or take a uh, uh, thirteen hundred. Huh. It's still I don't know. Um, the U.S. was pretty bad. It's I don't know. It's wild to me that we're number one in deaths. So is that am I the only one? Well, Brazil's not that far away from us. Well, in, in this, it is a far away, but it feels like we shouldn't be that high in deaths, you know, that far above other countries like Brazil and India and even China. I'm sure a lot of it's reported deaths too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But that that well, and remember, I, if I remember this right, it, if you die not because if it's a, a contributing factor, it I believe it was labeled a COVID death. Yeah. And it, so even if you may have had like heart heart uh, failure or something and you and you did have COVID in your system, you were it was marked as a COVID death, not as a heart failure death. Yeah, I think uh, the U.S. is really quick to paint every death as a as a COVID death. I don't I don't know. Maybe we weren't, though. That is uh, my opinion is not based on pure fact. I will say that. so. So to give us some numbers from 2019, 659,000 people died from heart disease and and a little under 600,000 died from cancer. And that was in 2019? That's in 2019. And so far, we've lost 572,000. Combined? Total from COVID. From COVID. I thought you were going to tell me the numbers from heart disease and cancer of 2020. No, I don't believe those numbers are out yet because the CDC does not have that numbers on right now. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to look at though. You know, if if those amount of deaths drop because they're going to be contributed to COVID. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Only time will tell once again. 
All right. So, Ben, tell us a little bit about this Alaska senator banned from flying Alaska Airlines. So apparently, according on Saturday evening, State Senator Laura Reinhold of, of, of the state of Alaska was banned from Alaska Airlines because she was not complying with the company's policy regarding masks, which are you need to have a mask on for the entire time of the flight. And so apparently she was she was she had a conversation with an Alaska Airlines employee member in, in the Juneau airport telling uh, them where she was told that she needed to make sure that her nose and mouse nose and mouth was covered. Um, so uh, she that she referred to she also referred to Alaska as being mask bullies when the flight attendants uh, asked her about wearing the mask. Um, and it's not like this is the very first person that someone's been banned on a flight. Um, Alaska's banned over 500 people. I know other airlines have banned people, and some of them have been banned for life where they can't fly them. This one's kind of a big deal because it, some people may not know, but a lot the state of Alaska in the south in the Panhandle is basically like little islands on mountains, and you could get connected by flights. So now we have a senator who can't fly on the airline that you fly around between all these places. So she's now going to be having to take ferries uh, or figure a different way to travel rather than flying, which those ferries could take up several days, whereas the flight could be done in a few hours. So this is kind of a, this is like one of the, a, I think this is one of the first times we've had a higher level person in like the government actually get one of these bans. That is very interesting to see. And well, I don't know. And if we, on NBC News, they have a picture of her with one of the uh, plastic face shields on her chin. I'm not sure if that was what she was wearing then, but uh, I believe that that is not even in compliance with what the FAA has been requiring. So, um, It'll be, it's going to, we'll see what happens with this if um, she does not get permanently banned or if she's just going to have a short term ban or what the, uh, what the implications are going to be for this. I wonder if Alaska Airlines is going to get flack from Alaskans, you know, I don't know if I need to look more to that, see if they're on the side of the Senator or the, the airline. That might hurt their brand a little bit, and they're they're based in Alaska, you know. So we'll see. I don't think it will affect the senator that much. What you were referring to, Ben, with the islands, I think they have a lot of private little planes that they use for that. Could yeah, be. but there's not many private planes that will go from uh, Juneau to other uh, uh, to some of the other larger cities. True. We will definitely be. We, Look, be watching at this to see what happens since um, she had, was asked to comply and then did not comply with um, with a company employee's instructions about um, what she uh, what she should do or what's going to happen or what's going to happen with this or are we going to see some this a similar situation with other people with this? So, so. Was, she, was she arguing with employees or? Uh, it appears to me she was arguing with employees over the mask rules. 
You know, that just makes me think of, do you guys ever watch the videos of the people who like fight with, you know, coffee shop employees or fast food employees about not wearing a mask? Do you guys watch those videos? Yeah, they make me so upset. I hate them. Do you see how stupid they look? Like, do people not watch those videos and think, you know, I don't want to do that because I don't want to end up on the internet looking like an idiot. But I don't know. That'd be my thought. Oh, Ben, that picture's horrific. (laughs) That looks like the top of a fountain drink. I don't know. See, I saw that photo... I saw that photo too when I was looking online when you guys were talking about it. I I can't quite tell if that's like is that from the airport or is this just a I don't believe that's from the airport. I believe that's, that's, that's what I'm picture. saying. Like, like yeah, I mean that's horrific, yes, but like if that's not what she's actually wearing at the airport, let's Let's not put that one there, I guess. Yep. It so, literally looks like there's a hole like at the bottom. Yeah, it does. Is that me? <laughs> that looks no. so uncomfortable. It looks like it's digging into her face. I know. It looks like the bottom of like a plastic like to-go box. Yeah. yeah tough, man. Not, not so um overall, there's been 2,500 passengers banned from US Airlines for not complying with the mask uh, requirements. And it's not like these are airline only things. It's actually a federal requirement for um, you to have it on an airplane. So it's not like you're fighting with just the airline. You're also fighting with the TSA. You're fighting with the big man, the government, and you're not going to win. So I just don't get people, man, who, who don't wear a mask. I, when I flew out to Colorado, I guess a while ago now, people were in full, you know, like suits, isolation suits, whatever they're called. And the some hazmat suits? Hazmat suits, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I saw people wearing like three masks. It was, I don't know, some people were definitely taking it to extremes, but I'd rather see that extreme than no mask. Someone being a baby. I don't understand how people argue with employees about it. Like, what are you expecting to happen? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. I will let you come in because I am definitely not being paid minimum wage to make you a latte. Like, ah, you are so right. One time when I was working as a barista, someone yelled at me because we had too much receipt paper. And I wanted to be like, sir, if that was something I controlled, I wouldn't be serving you coffee right now. Like, (laughs) It's the same the same concept applies with masks. Like, what do you what do you think I can do for you? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's we'll definitely see what happens because I know some of some of the bands actually were permanent bands where these people will never be able to fly on these airlines ever again. Um, so I don't know what that implications are or what's going to go on. All we do know is with her. With her uh, statue repute as a uh, senator for the state of Alaska, it's definitely going to be interesting. We'll definitely have to be watching to see if there's what is going to come out of this. Maybe we'll see the rise of Amtrak because of banned passengers, huh? You know, somewhat it was was it Juno where they where Sarah Palin tried to get a bridge put in and no from the government and no one would let her no idea it might have been her i'm not too familiar with sarah palin's policies and plans 
Oh, you remember Burgers from Saturday Night Live? Live? I do not. <laughs> Speaking of Saturday Night Live, do you guys see Elon Musk is hosting it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's hosting, I don't know, the next one. I don't watch Saturday Night Live, but I saw that. Kind of interesting. Elon, what a guy. An icon. Honestly, his bit, his brain's too big for his mouth. It's hard to convey his thoughts. You can just tell when he talks, but he's a smart guy. Apparently, he's going to be on the May 8th episode. Okay, May 8th. Mark your calendars, folks. Might actually watch it. Still on the topic of aircrafts, Ben, tell us a bit about this largest firefighting aircraft. Was that in... What state was this from? Washington or no? I don't know. Um, oh, no way. Uh, are you looking at that document that's kind of blacked out? That's what I pulled that. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to look at. Uh, everybody put in Doge right before this airs. I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> don't listen to me. My brother just put fifteen hundred into Doge. Did he do it before it went when it went up crazy, or um, he didn't. I don't know. Not too long ago, he didn't buy it at the peak. Well, no, it's gone down a little bit because it was twenty seven cents for a bit. Oh wait, it got up to like forty two. Forty cents, and now it's back down to twenty six cents. I think he got it at 20 cents or something. And I remember everyone was talking about it when it was hitting a cent and it, they were going nuts. Honestly, a lot of that can be contributed to Elon. Well, you now look at the price of Bitcoin, it peaked at 63,000. Now it's on a little bit of a fall. Yeah. What were we talking about before this rabbit hole? Um, you had asked me about the water bomber, and I was trying. I was still looking at Elon's thing. It's not that one. So, as some of you may know, we talked about a while ago of the forest. Did we talk about forest fires on the podcast? I think we talked about it a bit. We might have. So, everyone knows that a lot of these wildfires are usually fought with airplanes because it's easy to get an airplane to fly over the target and dump the water on it well recently it's been it's come out that the owner of the largest um, water bomber um has shut down which is a bit of a surprise considering that this airplane has actually been used quite a bit um it is kind of a special thing since it is able to hold up to 19,000 gallons of either water or flame retardant. And the next biggest one, the next biggest aircraft can only hold um, 12,000 gallons of water. And then the more usual size is about 3,000 gallons. So this airplane can hold a lot of water. And unfortunately, it's the company has uh, shut down uh, they haven't come out with a comment, but it was told that this airplane does cost about $250,000 a day to operate. So it's not the cheapest way to fight a fire in the world. 
And I do wonder if that is one of the issues considering some of the other aircraft that can get used are cheaper to operate and they don't hold as much water and can go back faster. So um, I have a sad thing to hear about, especially as we haven't even hit fire season yet. And, that, and we, to begin with, don't have enough ways to fight fires anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I bet it is just a, a cost thing. Um, I think it was during our, our climate change podcast that we talked about this, but California is going to be in the, in a drought pretty soon here. I think they already might be in it. It's going to be one of the driest years. So yeah, having more ways to fight fire is definitely going to be needed. I don't know though. Ben, do you think they're going to innovate some new way of fighting fires other than aircraft? Uh, I bet we could see drones doing it in the future. Uh, the thing we just had the it, the biggest thing is you just have to have a large enough one to hold enough water. Yeah, that'd be um, a big drone. Because even some of the one, the big, the normal one, the most common use ones hold about 3,000 gallons and they're mainly using um, a retired uh, passenger aircraft. So we'll see what happens, especially it's a bit concerning considering we're not even in fire season yet. And that thing has, that aircraft was used in the big fires in uh, Bolivia um, as well, as well has fought in California many times. So, um, and who knows, maybe another company will buy the, the aircraft and put it back into service. I think your drone idea would be pretty good. Instead of going for like a, a huge drone, they could just do collective drones. I'm, I'm sure that's a lot of money, a lot of logistics, but it's an idea. Yeah, it may work. I don't know. It may work. Look at us. Solving fires. <laughs> oh, did you guys see the the helicopter flew on Mars? Yeah, it was. It did a what five second flight? Yeah, something like that. I think it literally just took off and landed. Pretty cool. They were able to get that done today. Get that done. Was that like two weeks ago or a week ago? A week ago, maybe. I think they were having a lot of concern about a storm or something covering the solar panels. So they were happy to see it fly. Definitely a cool thing to see happen on another planet. Mm-hmm. Claire, did you find that thing you were looking for? No, I didn't. I think it's a TikTok, and TikToks don't upload to like YouTube very well, and I'm not searching for it on my phone right now. So YouTube's kind anyway. of going hard with their reels. Have you guys seen that? It's kind of like TikTok, I think. I don't have TikTok. I mean Instagram. Or what's YouTube thing? I don't know what YouTube's just hit. Instagram reels? I feel so bad. My friends will send me them and they're like, this is so funny. And I'll be like, bro, this format is at least a month old. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't. And 90% of them are literally uh, um, copies off of uh, TikTok to begin with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? People will just cross post. But like, uh, they, t- they are... Yeah, they're not even the funny ones. Like, okay. Now I need to find what the YouTube ones are. Are they stories? No, I thought they were reels, but yeah, that Instagram reel sounds right. 
I manage social media for um, my internship. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that Twitter had like sweet stories. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> whoops. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Get on that. <laughs> Finish it up with sports. We had some exciting news, mostly football. Did you guys watch the football game? Sorry. I did not watch the football game. What happened? I'll get to in a second. Men's tennis had two losses. Sorry, boys. You'll get them next time. Women's tennis, some dubs. We like to see that. Women's tennis doing well. Softball, a couple losses to South Dakota State. Um, Some hefty losses, but I'm sure you'll get them next time. I'm sure of it. Football, though, big news. I think this is the first game in a while. Beat Missouri 44-10. Wow. Football school. Football Big school, boys. Dumb. One of my classes today, uh, I'm in, I'm a marketing major. So my one of my professors said, you know, it, it brings a it brings a lot of joy to my heart seeing my marketing students tear it up on the field. Cause I guess a lot of football guys are marketing students as well. So that was kind of cool to see. It's our first FCS football playoff win. That's big. So do we know who we play next? Ah, uh, probably. Let's have a look here. Yeah, I don't care about the NFL draft. I'm very aware. Well, it can, some people care about it. It's just none of us do. Now, let me rephrase. I care about the football draft, but my team is historically super bad. So now I realize I'm going to wait till like the end of the draft this year instead of, you know, tuning in for the first hour. So I'm like, how am I going to time this? I don't care anymore. I don't care about whatever burnout quarterback goes first and second. Who cares? Not me. Um, Sounds like you care a little bit, Claire. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) The heck, my boys, where is it? not helping that they like it says like 2020 and versus 2021 schedule because like technically the fall is announced but like these games were all played in 2021 uh we play james madison may 2nd in the quarterfinals and how good is do we know how good james madison is uh if i recall correctly they usually played ndsu quite a bit and so they Probably fairly decent. Probably pretty good. Well, we wish the best for all the sports teams. Good luck, football. Keep killing it. Make UND proud. Thank you for tuning in to the Dakota Student Podcast. We'll be back next week with some more news, current events, whatnot, Grand Forks, and all over the world related. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next week.